in the relationship with the sex life I despised and felt so unwanted, I had many orgasms with that person. It was not pleasurable for me. Sex was not pleasurable for me in that relationship. Pleasure is more than the orgasm. And that's, it's, it's so much more than the orgasm. And that's why I always tell you guys and I tell my clients, stop focusing on the orgasm and making that your only indicator of successful sex or great sex. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode, and this is a special episode because it's episode 300. What? (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, can't believe I recorded 300 episodes. (laughs) Me just talking. I did have a lot more guests in the beginning when when I started out, and I actually just hired someone to help me get guests back on the show. So that is exciting and upcoming. Um, I hope you're excited for that. Also, I am excited for my next masterclass, which is all about helping you guys to be sure that there's desire constantly being circulated in your relationship. And what I mean by desire being circulated is there's flirtation, there's intrigue there's little sexy moments you know there's there's moments of intimacy where it's like you're doing something together that's not totally platonic just like something friends would do but it's also not sex I find that a lot of you guys miss that middle area and you jump from having these surface level conversations or these um, friend hangout type experiences with your partner and then you try to jump from there to sex. And for most women, that that just doesn't work out. So that's what my masterclass is going to be about. What do you feel? How do you fill that gap? You know, how do you make her feel comfortable and actually look forward to having sex so that it's this actual pleasurable thing for her? And it's not just her feeling like pressured into something that feels so far from where you guys currently are. So in the masterclass, I'm going to be talking about how to make her squirt, how to improve your oral skills, um, your your techniques when it comes to oral sex, um, how to keep flirtation consistent. All right. Based on where you're at, there's a way to start small so that it's not all of a sudden you're like, hey, babe, look at that ass. And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Where did that come from? You weirdo. (laughs) So um, this is going to be a good one. It's around keeping the pleasure in sex, making sure that she's feeling pleasure. If she's not, she's not going to want sex. Right. And that's that. I think a lot of us um, and, and as you can tell, I'm starting to 
talk on this topic more because that's what this this episode is about. So I'm actually going to go right through right to it. And uh, if you want to sign up for the masterclass where I'm going to go in a lot of depth and actually answer your personal questions as well, check out the link in the description of this show and you can sign right up. You At this point, you can use code April masterclass and you will get 20 bucks off. So go ahead and do that. Pause this, go sign up and then come back. So now that you're back, uh, back to episode 300. <laughs> um, I still can't believe that. Crazy. Um, what happens when it comes to sex is, and men, what I often see is there's this intense focus on their performance, right? How is their dick working or not working? And that seems to be the main focus of where they're where their thoughts go, especially if there's a problem. It's all they could think about. And and it's also, a lot of guys also just make assumptions about their woman, their woman's experience with sex. And instead of asking her direct questions, they assume that she's having a great time because she orgasms a lot or she moans. And it's like, okay, well, I know she enjoys the sex. Like she's always orgasming. Like, eh, okay, but that doesn't mean she enjoys the sex. That means she's having an orgasm. Um, And I know that may sound weird for me to say because it's like, all right, well, orgasm is the ultimate form of pleasure, right? Physically, yes. Emotionally, no. I know of a woman who had sex every day and she was miserable in her marriage, but she had sex every day, she had orgasms, and she was absolutely miserable. I, myself... Um, was in a relationship where I often had sex with my partner every couple days or so, and I always orgasmed, but I despised our sex life. I was miserable in our intimate connection because there was none. And that was the problem. It was this, that whole middle area was missing. So it would go from this, this feeling of being really good friends with this person I was dating. And we were, I won't say we won't, we weren't. Um, we were really good friends. We spent every day, just about all day together for about two and a half years. And it was comfortable. We were friends And then all of a sudden it would jump to sex and there was no middle piece. There was no flirting. There was no me actually desiring him because when I did try to have intimate moments or when I did try to be flirtatious, I was shut down in a way. I was felt bad. Um, I felt bad doing it based on his reaction. And I won't blame him. Um, I had that reaction. I interpreted our relationship a certain way. I sometimes even played the victim because I wasn't self-aware enough to understand um, what I was, what the fuck was going on in that uh, just emotionally abusive, very bad relationship. I didn't realize that at the time. I didn't realize what real love and what real pleasure could feel like or what it could look like. And it took some time for me to have that full understanding, but he wasn't making an effort at all like there were there was a lot of shutting me down for wanting more intimate moments with him and due to my lack of self-awareness I did not stand up and say hey this is a problem until the very end which was two and a half years later so thankfully it was only two and a half years 
I know some of you in a similar predicament. It's been it's been 20 years, right? So a little more time. But what I'm saying is that if we're dissatisfied in our sex life, then that means we're the one who has to speak up and we're the one who has to commit 100% effort, not just 50%, 100% effort towards making a change. This change is not just for the other person. This change is also for ourselves, ourselves, right? So I, I often hear, all right, well, it's she has to step up too, blah, blah, blah. But when you focus on her stepping up too and you only taking it so far and waiting for a certain reaction, and then if she gives you a certain reaction, you give up, then you're not going to get very far. So if you think about it instead, like I'm going to give 100% effort, I'm going to keep trying my best, I'm going to do everything I can to be curious and figure out why my partner is where they're at and try different tactics and new tactics so I don't keep getting the same response and see what works, see what sticks. Then you get farther, all right? I have a client right now who does exactly that. He's going 100% in. He's not given 50 and waiting around to see if he gets another 50 because that's what's fair. He's asking himself, what's fair to me after all these years of marriage? What's fair to me? And he's going in 100%. And because he's going in 100%, we're able to try a lot of things and we're able to see changes in his wife's behavior little by little. They're not monumental. They're not these huge changes as of right now, but he's starting to notice different things. And that only really happens at the speed you want it to happen when you go full in, when you give 100% and you're not doing it just to expect something in return. All right. So anyway, I'm jumping all over, um, but it's all related. You know, it's it's all about understanding why, like, am I feeling pleasure in my intimacy and is my partner feeling pleasure? And can we talk about this? And can we admit this to each other? Can we actually admit when we're not feeling pleasure? Is there an emotional safety in our communication as a partnership where we can admit when we're not feeling pleasured? And I'm not talking about orgasm. I'm talking about pleasure. I'm talking about do you, do you feel like, like outside of sex and during sex? When you're outside of sex... Do you feel desired by your partner? Does your partner feel desired by you? How do you go about having a romantic style of communication? Meaning being able to look lovingly into each other's eyes and find safety and comfort there. Are you able to embrace each other physically through a hug that lasts more than two seconds? Or a kiss that lasts longer than a peck? Are you able to play with each other in the way that you tease, in the way that maybe you sexually taunt? Is there that playfulness? Is there the, the flirting where you can say something that's a little out there that you wouldn't just say to a friend? You would say it to your romantic partner who you have sex with. How is that communication happening? Is there a comfort there? This is that middle ground that I'm talking about. This is that middle ground that a lot of 
what I find based on experience working with only men past five years, I do this full time. So that's a lot of men. Um, based on my experience, most guys don't necessarily need that middle ground to feel like they can have sex. More women will feel that middle ground is highly necessary in order to feel comfortable having sex. So it's like for a lot of men to go from a place of like arguing with their partner, not being in a great place to randomly having sex with them, it feels good. In fact, it makes a lot of men feel more connected when that happens. But women, women will probably feel worse about the connection or they won't feel good about the sex. Because it's like, how can we go from surface level and fighting to not feeling connected to each other or I'm not connected to you and then all of a sudden we're having sex? Like that doesn't feel right. Something's missing. Sex is not pleasurable because something is missing. Right? And this is what I mean by pleasure. Like like I mentioned the parts outside of sex that create pleasure, like the hugging, the kissing, the in an extended way, right? In a more romantic way. Um, The level of communication, being able to flirt and play and look into each other's eyes and find comfort there, right? These are ways to build pleasure with a partner. They're pleasurable. Leaving, Leaving loving notes around the house, that's a form of pleasure. And when there's no buildup of pleasure in that middle ground, it gets very confusing to all of a sudden have sex for most women. And I'm sure some men too. You're maybe you're a man listening, and you're like, no, that's me too. I feel the same way. And if you're not understanding why your partner doesn't want to be flirtatious with you or doesn't want to hug you, you should ask your partner why. And this is what I mean by a lot of guys don't ask, a lot of you guys don't ask questions because it's like you don't want to go down that road because it doesn't feel great. Right? It's hard to ask, like, why don't you want to kiss me for longer than a peck? First of all, you might feel needy, which a lot of guys tell me. They don't want to feel needy. Um, They don't want to mess up the next sex encounter, so they just keep their mouth shut. Um, This is also why a lot of guys just avoid arguments, because they're like, it's not even worth it. And then they just shut down instead of standing up for themselves and taking the lead on something, and then she's less attracted to them because of that. It's just, it's crazy. It's this like vicious cycle, right? But there's a pleasure outside of sex and there's a pleasure within sex. And now, you know, talking about the pleasure within sex, when sex begins, is it just all about your dick and her orgasming and that's it? Like she just has to orgasm. If she orgasms 10 times, I'm the man. No, no. I orgasmed a lot in the relationship that I hated. <laughs> in the in the sex in the relationship with the sex life I despised and felt so unwanted, I had many orgasms with that person. So it was not pleasurable for me. Sex was not pleasurable for me in that relationship. But due to my orgasms, I'm sure my ex-partner you know, would think, oh, like, our sex life is great. Um, He knew it wasn't great because I would bring up that it wasn't great um, down the road. But, but you know what I mean? So it's more than that. Pleasure is more 
than the orgasm. And that's, it's, it's so much more than the orgasm. And that's why I always tell you guys and I tell my clients, stop focusing on the orgasm and making that your only um, indicator of successful sex or great sex. Because I've had great sex, and I mentioned this to you guys before, I've had great sex that did not end up with an orgasm, but it is so memorable because of the pleasure during that sex. Because of the guy, the my partner's ability to, um, to go down on me in such a way that was that lasted a certain amount of time and there was a certain technique done and there was certain um, words exchanged and there was a playfulness about it and there was a lot of touching and caressing and there was eye contact. There was deep intimacy and deep connection. But maybe I had a couple glasses of wine and the orgasm just wasn't going to happen. So like, and that's okay. Like that's, you know, that's why like I look back on certain experiences and it's like, wow, that I, I know I didn't come during that moment, but that's up there with one of the best pleasurable sex experiences of my life. And I don't know if more women think of it this way, like think of pleasure this way. I know that I have heard Many men say sex is sex. Sex is always great. You know, no matter what, sex is sex. You know, we're simple creatures. Just have sex and like, we'll, we'll think it's amazing. You know, like I've heard men literally say that. Um, of course, I can't speak for all of you, but that's a very different way of looking at sex than for a woman to be like, you know, based on my experience, sex is not sex. Um, I can orgasm and still not want to have sex with that person again and also not feel sexual desire for that person based on how they make me feel during a sexual experience and outside of sexual experiences. So this is a lot. I really didn't have, I'm realizing how I can jump all over the place when I don't have my three bullet points. (laughs) If you guys listen to most of these episodes, you know I'm like, all right, three things. (laughs) It just helps me stay structured, but I kind of wanted to free flow with this one. Um, But I hope that makes sense. Um, This is why I want to stress these points or this, this overall point because it's important that she finds sex pleasurable, right? Otherwise, why is she going to want to do it? She's not. So a lot of you guys are like, I don't get it. Like she, I know she loves our sex. I know it's not our sex. No, it's your sex. It's your sex. And it may not be that you don't know what you're doing. That doesn't, it doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. But there's a connection. There's a loss of connection. There's a loss of pleasure. And we got to understand what that is. Just as when you're not feeling pleasure, I'm not not saying this is all about her. This is also about you. If you're not feeling pleasure in your sex life, why is that? You know, when is it that you feel closest to her? And think about this right now. What sex experiences, maybe you have like a couple that jump out to you. Why do you think they were the best sex experiences? What was it about them? And I find that because men are so focused on performance, it probably will be when I shot the biggest load of my life, it hit the ceiling. 
<laughs> I could just see that being an answer for a lot of <laughs> But I'm sure there's a lot of you who are like, you know what? It was when we felt um felt super connected with her and and um we were just in a really good place and we were both just very intimate. So think on that. What makes sex most pleasurable for you? Forget the orgasm. Forget your dick. Doing what you want it to. Where does the majority of your pleasure come from? And also think about outside of sex. Where does the majority of your pleasure come from? What keeps a pleasurable feeling within your relationship? And you know how you know this is missing, guys? This middle ground that I'm talking about? If you're unsure when you're going to have sex next. If you are not sure when you're going to have sex next, and this is like something where you're like, oh, I hope we have it again. I hope we have it soon. Oh, we never have it. When are we going to have it? I don't know how she's feeling about it. Like, if you're so uncertain when the next time will be and you don't feel confident initiating because you almost know you're going to be rejected, that means this middle ground is missing or it's not strong. There's not enough in there. All right. So that's what I want to talk about in this master class, because I have had a lot of you ask me, um, how do I know if I'm providing her with enough pleasure? Um, how do I know that she her orgasms are real? Um, how do I make sure that I'm doing everything I can to make to be the best lover for her you know so those are questions I get I've gotten them recently and yeah this just really made me think and especially when I thought of my own personal story I'm like wow that was a sex partner where I had many orgasms but I would never want to go back to that sex partner ever um and little slowly by like you know little by little I wanted less and less sex with him so I hope this speaks to you. It was a little depressing of a number 300 episode. <laughs> no, it's not supposed to be depressing. It's, it's supposed to be reminding you guys that sex is about pleasure, not pressure, right? So how do we get out of that place of pressure and more into the pleasure? And this example is fill that middle ground space. Fill that middle space from platonic... Um, friend surface level communication and actually having sex like full-on intimate dirty amazing hot fucking sex there's got to be something in between that ties the two together and if the in-between is missing because you're not sure when you're gonna have sex again and you're not sure if you're having pleasurable experiences and you're not sure if your partner is because you never actually heard it from them, they never actually told you that, you're just assuming, then that means that middle ground has some work to be done. And when there's work there, you will feel so much better. You will feel so much more certain of your sex life and so much more confident in making certain moves and initiating certain conversations and certain playful activities it's just gonna everything will feel so much more natural all right and you don't want to just 
go from having conversations about like, why aren't we having sex before you ask yourself, are we really connected? Do we feel connected on a daily basis? Do we act like we're connected on a daily basis? Do we provide each other pleasure that's not to the extent of sex, but is more than just friends? What does our pleasure middle ground area look like right now? And how can we improve that? How can we talk to each other to come up with ways to improve that? That's a conversation worth having versus why are we not having sex? Because you need that middle piece in order to naturally just go into sex. All right. So hope this helped. I think it's a really important conversation to have. And yeah, I hope you learned a lot from this. And don't forget to sign up for the masterclass. At checkout, like I said, use April masterclass. At this point in time, that code will expire at some point soon. Um, So go ahead and, and sign up today so you don't miss it. That's it, guys. Thanks for sticking around for 300 episodes up until this point. Pretty crazy. And yeah, just shout out to all the OGs who were like, oh, I remember your your first intro song. It was <laughs> I actually really like my first intro song. Go ahead and take a look at it. It's 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 funky. It's cool. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, I've had a lot of fun um, doing this show. I really, really love it. And I yeah, I hope to get a lot of guests on shortly. So that's going to happen as well. Anyways, I'm going to keep rambling. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.